Alright, welcome to Wednesday, April 29th, 2020, folks. I uh, hope you've been having a good day. It is Wednesday, so we're halfway through the week. We made it that far, so that's great. Uh, only a couple days to go before the weekend here, which is which is kind of nice, yeah? We had a new dishwasher installed today, which is a bit of a headache and a bit of an interruption, but that's something we have to learn to live with, I guess, or work around. Anyway, yesterday I read an article by uh, Caroline Alfonso about parents opting out of remote learning, and I was thinking about that today. Uh, I'll provide a link to the to the article down below, but it, it got me thinking about how parents are dealing with this remote learning situation and how some are just finding it too stressful, um, and they're not just they're just not getting enough out of it, or their their kids are not getting enough out of it. So this is important to think about because parents are feeling the pressure of remote learning. So as much as we are, they are as well. Uh, there's a lot of stress associated with the student dynamic and, and everybody's responding to that differently and it's affecting people in different ways. And one way to deal with stress is get rid of your stressors. I think it also puts into question the necessity of the work that we're doing. Um, how important are teachers teaching at, at this time? And not only for the students and for the parents, but in terms of how um, how it impacts us as people, because uh, teachers are people as well. And you know, so there's a couple of things that came up in the article that I thought were were important to note. And one of the things was replicating the structure of school at home, and parents can't do that, but teachers can't do that either. You know, uh, and there's a number of things that go into that. I I know. Uh, my dad is a or used to be a driving instructor, and he didn't teach me how to drive because that would have led to too many, too many arguments, really, too many fights, too many things, you know. Oh. Somebody decided to roundhouse kick the the garbage bin there on the street. So looks like the garbage bin won. Huh. Who would have thought? All right. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So, uh, yeah, my dad used to be a driving instructor, and so, but he, he definitely didn't teach me driving because that would have led to too, too many arguments, too many fights, and that would have ruined our relationships. And I know that, you know, some parents, some parents can teach their kids, and some parents certainly can't. And, you know, Professor Carl Carlo Ricci. Ricci Ricky at Nipissing University asked the question, what is going to happen if they don't do anything until September or even beyond? Nothing. Nothing is going to happen, he said. In a way, he's right, you know. Uh, teachers are going to adapt to that. Students will adapt to that when the time comes that we're back in class and, you know, formalized learning starts again. But Alfonso also pointed out how one family in the Maritimes, you know, they, they're focusing on other skills, uh, cooking, baking, you know, sewing, things like that. Like, and those are skills that people actually need that are they're going by the wayside, you know. Uh, and I, I think it's important, and it's especially important when you consider that the, these programs like home ec and shop and mechanics have all been cut, and students don't have access to them. And if they're not learning those skills at school, and they're not at home to learn those skills during a regular school year. When will they learn those skills? When do they become independent in those ways? You know, and I, I, I think, you know, there, there's really some value in, in having students learn how to, to live independently, self-sufficiently. And, you know, 
eventually school will start up again and we'll assess where the students are at and we do that at the beginning of the year and we should be doing that you know sort of at the beginning of every unit and we start where the students are at and then we go forward from there so so in terms of like what's going to happen when we start back again that that's what's going to happen we'll do a diagnostic and we'll continue on you know there will be pressure to complete work from the year the previous year the work that was missed but there'll and on top of that to complete the work for the current year there will be that pressure certainly but we'll adjust and i I think though one of the like the real impact of this situation has yet to be fully realized we're working on assumptions right now and and we all know what that does to you and me right we have we don't know what the reality is until we get there and right now our reality is stressful for some uh you know easier for others it's certainly like family dynamics are changing friendships are changing the nature of how we interact with each other is changing grocery shopping is changing everything is changing that's our lived reality so it behooves us i hate that word uh only because it's used so often in education but it, it we really have to wait to get there before we start making any sort of decisions so it's the parents who are making decisions to opt out now they're responding to a situation that exists now right and Ultimately, parents are going to decide what's best for them and for their children. And teachers don't have that option. We, we we can't opt out of distance learning. We have to learn how to manage our responsibilities and our stresses as best we can, right? So if you're a teacher out there and you're t- teaching remotely and you're feeling the pressure, it's important that you continue to fill your role and that you don't take offense if parents decide to opt out of teaching. We don't know what situation they're in or why they're making the decisions, but it's up to you to continue to do your utmost to provide the best education that you can. And if you're doing that much, you're succeeding. Don't let external forces determine your measures of success. They can guide you, of course, but you ultimately have to decide what your definition of success is, especially in this situation. Decide for yourself what each day should look like, you know, what each week should look like, what the next month should look like. When I, one of my first teaching mentors told me to just look at, don't look at a whole day, look at a half day. And if that's too much, look at a period, right? Just get through the next period, just get through the next morning, get, just get through the day. Sort of build up to that. And I think we need to go back to that. Define success so that you can reach it. Um, so my question for today is, imagine you are standing in the middle of an empty art gallery. What do you see on the walls? Right on. All right. Thanks for listening, folks. I hope that the rest of the week goes well for you and you're looking forward to the weekend. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.